まだ怒りに燃える投資があるなら巨大な And welcome to the Great Gundam Project. I'm Em. I'm Jackson. And we are here to talk about more Gundam. Jackson, in the intervening week, have you watched anime that is not Gundam? Um, I don't think. I I don't know. <laughs> I think I don't think. Did, so. Had you finished Assassination Class? I don't think you had finished Assassination Class. Yeah. Okay. Then I finished this right now because we. I finished it like the night we recorded after we recorded. So I finished Assassination. Okay. Is that Classroom. a show? Is that a show I would like? it's incredibly anime sometimes like it is very tropey uh like the main te- the main teacher is a dumb perv who is distracted with uh like magazines and whatever but it's mostly in the context of being a tropey anime it's a mostly very pure very cool show uh i like it because by like being about teaching it justifies the fact that it's set in a school more than every other show because it's actually about the act of going to school rather than everyone goes to school because it's anime uh oh kill the kill kill the kill also does yes no i being set in an academy i should i should uh i should watch kill the kill because i've seen a couple episodes i don't i look i'm not here to recommend anybody watch kill the kill i just happen to enjoy it despite all every reason i should not and which are myriad with that show i i've seen two episodes of it it was very silly fucking fake otacon with the uh with the glasses and the syringe uh she had a horny outfit Everyone was ridiculous. I mean, I, I should watch Utena because it's, like, good. But... Yes. <laughs> there we go. That's the reaction. Assassination Classroom ended very well. These are the takes. Okay, that's cool. I might I might, I might, watch some anime between this episode and next episode, but I have not watched any anime. Do you have, a, like, an inkling about what it's going to be, or are you just going to pick at your whim? I... Uh, I want to watch a little bit of Fist of the North Star because ah, the yes. Yakuza team is making that Fist of the North Star yes. game. And while I'm sure I will bounce off that anime because it seems like a little too old and macho for my sensibilities, I want to at least see what it's about. I mean, it's like a classic-ass anime as like the peak you can get. And if I'm already watching Mobile Suit Gundam, I might as well like get my fill of classic anime, right? Yeah. You can never have too many classic things in a genre. It's true. Uh, unlike some people on Twitter who might speak out of turn about <laughs> watching old stuff. <laughs> It's a, it's a correct thing to say. <laughs> I don't know why I was you know, salty I about this. I don't think they support our Patreon, but someone was like, you're watching old Gundam and old Star Trek? How could you? <laughs> and come on, watching old things is cool. Don't be a child. Yes, no, I mean, one of the uh, things we espouse a lot is the virtue of going back and watching a bunch of old stuff because then you don't have to bar... Like, once you free yourself from spending a lot of money to keep up on bullshit, there's, there's so much more out there. Jackson, do you want to get into our episodes today? Episodes 5 and 6 of Mobile Suit Gundam? I would love nothing more. Episode 5 is called... Jackson, what is the episode actually called in America? The episode is called... Um, the episode is called Re-Entry to Earth. Uh, no, I think the episode is called A Breaking into the Atmosphere. Yes, and it is also called Re-Entry to Earth, 
<laughs> it aired July 27th, 2001. We are not doing aired. We are not doing <laughs> aired because the American air dates are hilarious. <laughs> I just noticed the American air dates. It aired in 2001. Pre-9-11. Yeah, no, this, this hot 2000 <laughs> anime. <laughs> Gundam. Gundam. Um, but yes, no. Uh, yeah, it's... Uh, you've, you've got summaries. You've actually got... Written, written out summaries. Yeah, I, I tried to write some summaries. I'll read them. I was writing them as I watched the episodes, so if they're a little uh, disjointed, I am sorry. I will try to, like, get better at writing summaries as we go. Uh-huh. So anyway, the white base prepares to enter the atmosphere as Char gets another three Zaku to launch a last attack. The mobile suits will burn up the atmosphere if they go too deep, so the battle is to stall the white base uh, long enough for them to capture it uh, and recover the Gundam without it burning up in the atmosphere. Uh, the other Earth ship that's uh, accompanying the white base has to retreat, uh, but the like little pilot captain sh- shuttle ship, I actually wrote down uh, other ship and was not clear enough for describing it to people, uh, gets on the white base, which means the white base is staffed with Earth uh, officers, which means a bunch of assholes show up. Yes. Uh, meanwhile, Amro's withstanding multiple Zaku attacks uh, for to get the white base into the atmosphere, uh, that officer immediately starts giving bright shit because Amro doesn't listen to orders. Uh, the Gundam gu- dives into the atmosphere all on its own and gets behind a heat shield to protect it. Uh, Char's attack, however, successfully drove the white base into Xeon territory on Earth, and he contacts Garmazabi, who is the head command of the Earth forces, uh, to await the white base and take over these orders to capture it and the Gundam. Amro returns to the white base, only to be confronted by a whole line of Xeon warships ready to take the white base as we fade to black. Yes. God, a lot happens. You missed out the most crucial and important thing from this episode, which is... Uh, I want you to know what you think I'm going to say. Uh, so I have, a, like, these were just the plot. I have two things noted here that I think are the most important things. I wonder if your thing is either of those. Okay, because the most important thing that happens is this episode is that the climax happens alongside a slow jam version of the theme tune. And it's the greatest Okay, that is not that, happened. but it is really good. Uh, I was losing it. I was standing up. It was great. Anytime that you bring in a slow jam version of your theme tune, I'm always there for that. My uh, my two notes is at the beginning, we see a Mirai st- uh, steering the ship, but she's also drinking from a juice box. <laughs> she is doing that. <laughs> she's very relatable. And, uh, and the episode actually opens with Amuro talking to one of the refugees who is like an old man with his grandson. And he's like fixing the toy. And the grandfather is like talking about, oh, we're going back to Earth where I've been. Look at these coffee beans. Have you ever seen them before? And he's like describing them to Amuro. And he's like, I'm going to die on Earth. I will never leave the planet. And... It is, like, in this one moment, a great illustration of just, like, everyone on this ship is, like, a spacer. They have they don't know Earth. Like, a few of them do. Like, Bright, like, last time, it was like, oh, Bright, you're from Earth. That's, like, crazy, right? And everyone else has just lived in space forever. Yeah, like, the episode builds up to them being in Earth's atmosphere and being like, oh, this is what a planet looks like, though. Isn't a weird cylinder made by people to house a bunch of us like it's an actual planet with air with water with land and that's a big yeah, the land doesn't curve up yep no it's crazy there's a real horizon like that's i can't imagine having never seen a horizon and suddenly being on a planet yeah and it is presented as triumphantly as it should be yep uh so this is mostly like a big battle uh so i don't have like a ton of notes here um I do love that Char is, like, Sean is instantly, like, I can command all of my, like, lackey disposable Zaku pilots to just be their best by telling them exactly what they need to hear. 
like Char is not just cool and fast and a, like a Zaku, but he can inspire everyone to like be their best. Meanwhile, the white base can like barely use their guns. Like they, <laughs> like people are falling over each other. How to operate the guns least well? Char has got three Zaku reinforcements like right in the nick of time, and has managed to orchestrate an attack using basically nothing to take on the most well-armed Earth ship and its secret weapon, all of which are piloted and operated by children who are constantly looking at the manual. At, like, at least twice an episode is a part where someone can't do something and has to quickly pull out a physical manual. Uh, yep. And Charles just like, no, we are going to do this. You have faith in your abilities. You're going to do this. And they all die. All three of them fucking die. So the thing that keeps happening is they confront the Gundam because they think they at least understand a little bit of what it does. And it reveals it just has more and more weapons. Like in this one, like Azaku gets up close with the Gundam and suddenly the Gundam has head cannons that nobody knew about. that just like riddle it with bullets. And then they send the Gundam the Gundam hammer, which is a big giant flail, which I don't think is a hammer it's at nice. all, honestly. But it is cool. Yeah, it- I think I think I think it's a isn't a mace like when it's attached to like a stiff rod and it's on a chain it's a flail. I, I don't know about medieval weaponry. Pl- someone will write in. <laughs> yes, is the Gundam hammer a flail or a mace? Please write in. Yes, let us know. <laughs> it's definitely not a hammer though. <laughs> of the things we we know enough to know, it's not a hammer. Maybe it actually secretly is a hammer, and a hammer is a broader term, and that's the galaxy brain. <laughs> yeah, no, the galaxy brain is it's a hammer. No. But, I mean, anything's a hammer if you hit the nail hard Yeah, enough. but he doesn't, because he's fighting Char. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Uh, he manages to mess up those Zakus real good. And one of those Zakus just disintegrates in the atmosphere, which is a great effect. Yeah, but like this whole episode is... The fight is on a deadline. Like They are fighting as they go into the atmosphere and Gundam are not or mobile suits are not capable of re-entry like the Gundam is but Amuro doesn't even know that until he finds the feature in the manual right before he burns up yeah. um he just pulls out his like little raincoat cover himself up in <laughs> and then the, the the secret technology is I've got I'm wearing the raincoat of of protection so I don't know why the Zaku yeah. don't just have that uh, I mean, I assume that is also, like, one of those new technologies. Like, the Gundam's just shoved full of experimental technology, and one of them just happens to be a raincoat. Sure, but it's the most 70s thing. Like, that would never happen in a modern show. Yeah. No. And then the Gundam covers itself with heat foam that it had in its pocket. Like, what? Yep. Uh, but no, the- just, just a bit of plastic wrap. Yeah, and the fight is basically this, this big deadline thing. And so the actual situation here is... Amaro is getting better at being a child soldier and so is just so focused on the fact that he is going to kill Char. He has to kill Char. He has to prove himself and win the war, but that he like forgets all of his objectives every five minutes and never follows orders. Yeah, I know. Uh, he's very bad at orders, but like everyone is because none of them are so like none of them have been trained to follow orders. They're just kind of doing the best they can in a desperate situation, right? Yes, but it's... Uh, in the five minutes that have passed since Gundam started, Amuro has like switched from being a child who can't do anything to a child who refuses not to do everything. Yeah, uh, and for that's sure. definitely an interesting switch. <laughs> um, one of the interesting things, technology-wise, in this is like this episode really delineates the idea that like the the space battleships and mobile suits are for space and once you get hit or like there's a barrier around planet side battle that like only like specific like shuttlecraft can get through like the troop transports like e- the fact that the white base could even like re- survive re-entry is like baffling to char as the episode ends 
He's like, I can't believe they have all this equipment. They can just do this and be everything. Mm -hmm. And so, like, all of those Xeon warships and all the Earth warships are just stuck in space. They can't come down. And what's waiting on Earth is, like, a whole bunch of, like, terrestrial warships that can't go into space. But, like, this weapon is a thing that can do both, uh, as we'll see in the next episode. And, like, the ways in which it's constantly reinforced that the White Base and Gundam are, like, revolutionary warfare, I think, is one of my favorite parts of this show. Yeah, I wasn't, for some reason I wasn't expecting this, I guess I should, Uh, I wasn't expecting Gundam to be a show so, like, tactile in all the tactics and what happens. Like mm-hmm. it is, a, it is hard sci-fi in a way that I thought the show about the giant robot wouldn't be. Yep. It is all uh, gravitational fields uh, and like things that are actually not possible, except there's a giant robot. Yeah, uh, two of my favorite things about that is uh, the Earth officer like ship transport gets punctured, and they like have to tape up his suit because his suit is ruptured, and then they release these like gumball balloons out of like a compartment to like flow into the like the gap in the ship and seal it up yep. and uh it is a great bit of like it is like ridiculous cartoon visuals but it totally makes sense in the situation that happened um, in i think the second episode it is oh did it, it okay. is amazingly just clearly recycled footage it's pretty good <laughs> good uh another thing that i think we've seen before but i had not mentioned before that is one of my favorite like gundam touches is the like zero g hand railings where you just like grab onto yes. the like rail on a track yes. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah, they're really good. There's a lot of like crunchy space technology in this show. Mm-hmm. But uh, that's kind of mostly it. Like it ends on a hell of a cliffhanger and we'll just get to it after the break unless you have something else. No, I mean, like the next episode's a bigger deal. We get like Gamma is the big thing. So I guess we'll we'll get to that. All right. We'll be back after the musical stinger. So we are back with episode six. This is called for me, Garma Strikes. Jackson, what is the episode called? For it you? is called Garma Strikes. I wonder what happens in this episode. Uh, I don't know. No idea. I mean, Garma protests Zeon labor practices. Stages a sit-in. I hate you so much. <laughs> so. Uh, the summary. Forgive me, this one's a little longer. Uh, Char reunites with Garma, captain of the Xeon forces on Earth, who is an old friend and apparently on the outs with his elder sister, Cassilia, uh, I think is what it is, of the Zabi family. Uh, we're not there yet, but the Zabi family, like the ruling Xeon family. Oh, you know. Uh, the shitty Earth officer is replaced bright in command and remains a shithead, overconfident in his abilities to wreck the Xeon line with the white base because he's like, we can do anything. We're the best, clearly. Uh, Amro's put in the gun tank since the Gundam doesn't have air battle weapons and is lowered to the ground to provide cover as the white base breaks through. But suddenly a line of tanks show up to ruin all of that. Bright assumes control of the ship with his amateur crew because none of the Earth officers are worth a damn. Uh, the gun tank uh, has to bail out because it cannot fight tanks on its own. Uh, so he Amaro gets in the Gundam while the gun tank handles the air battles. Garma deploys Zaku's against the Gundam as Char watches on. Uh, then uh, we cut to Char. Glad that Garma is going out and clearly going to get trounced because it absolves him of blame for failing multiple times to try to capture the white base. <laughs> yes. Amaro struggles against many forces uh, and takes a beating. But when he gets angry, he flies into a rage and in a frenzied rush cuts through all of the Xeon forces single-handedly. Everyone's ready to congratulate Amaro, but he's upset enough that he retreats to his room, leaving everyone to wonder after the stability of their Gundam pilot. Meanwhile, finally, Garma and Char hatch a plan to team up, as Char schemes in nothing but a towel and a smile. <laughs> the end. Yes, I took a photo of that when it happened, because it's just like a big padding shot of uh, 
Char in the shower. Uh, as as Gama's standing outside, like leaning on the wall, like, what do you want to do about this? Uh, these forces, they're clearly so much more powerful than us, but we are not children. Like, every. Like, <laughs> they keep reacting to the fact that the power that they are up against is immense, but none of the. The moves are so amateurish that they can't even, like, use tactics against them because there's no, like, base in logic for what's happening. Yeah. Uh, so it's a very interesting matchup. Good booking, as they say. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, My favorite piece of technology in Gundam, I think, is not not quite, but close. Uh, one of my favorites is introduced in this episode, which is the Magella Zeon tanks, mm-hmm. which are tanks that can just launch the top off to become a fighter and is cool. Yes. It is They are very They're cool. cool. They have a very cool name. <laughs> yep. I like them a lot. Uh, they're just a very iconic design. Like, uh, there's a lot of really, like, unique designs in Gundam, but those tanks are, like, weird in 70s in a very specific way that, like, the Gundam isn't. Yes. And I know we covered this in an early episode, but it is weird to see those, like, very, like, um, like retro-futurist tanks up against, like, this very sleek robot. Because, like, the Gundam, like, in, when, uh, when Amuro goes into his, like, Berserker Rage, the, like, Gundam is doing, like, dodges and rolls and stuff. Things you would not imagine a giant mobile suit like that to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, yeah, it's a, it's a weird episode because it's the first one where the, like, subtext of War is Hell is made just the thing. It is not an episode that you can walk away from triumphant that you could with the other ones, arguably. Mm. Uh like, Amuro's having a bad time, but, you know, they they save the day, they get away from Char, they escape Side 7, they make it to the base. Like, they have been surviving, and the episodes end in moments of uh, catharsis. And this has actually the biggest victory, where Amuro uh, murders lots of people very quickly, and it is yep. the most hollow thing. Yep. Uh, meanwhile, like Char, star of the Xeon forces, is like just this scheming opportunist where he's like, oh, I'm I'm glad Garma's going to fail. Like my friend's going to eat shit and I'm happy about it because it means I'm off the hook. But then immediately when Garma's ready to like, I need your help. He's like, yeah, sure. I'll help you out. We'll do this together. Uh, Char is uh, shady. Char's very shady. Well, I didn't read that as like a, he didn't care about uh Gamma. Like it just it just read as him and this guy that he knows from school having to do Sure, a thing. but he's like he's like is the first thing he asks is like is Garma out in a mobile suit and he's like and the guy's like no he's like well that that means I can't go and save his ass if he gets in trouble. That's a shame. Mm-hmm. Uh like his first his first uh instinct is to ask if he gets to be the hero to like save his friend put in peril and like that's not a thing you do if you're like actually genuine about your friendship. Oh sure, no, Char's ridiculous. Also, like Char's Char's like after shower gleam when he it reveals his face like for the first time, uh, when he like is toweling off his hair is like just the most scheming, his eye twinkling, an evil grin. Yeah, I I don't know. Like I need to spend more time with Char to understand whether he's like a ridiculous evil person or whether he's kind of cool because he's been cool so far. And he's definitely a ridiculous evil person, but I don't quite know how to. I, I mean, that. like, I am, I am reading this outside of the context of what I know. In this episode, I think Char is. Super yes, evil. no. In this one, he is. Uh, but I also like the fact that he finally has someone to talk to, like he has someone to yes. interact with who's kind of an equal. Like I see that less as him, at least here, I see it less as him scheming and more as him having the opportunity to not have to, like, be the only person who does everything and fix things for. Yeah. Uh, so it's like a weird uh, I think it was, relationship. Oh, go ahead. 
Oh, that's it. I think in uh, I think in I think it was at the end of the last episode, but Garma's introduces like playing with his hair, like in profile. Yes. Like all of these Zeon boys are the fanciest lads. They truly are fancy lads. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Meanwhile, everyone on like white base is either like a shitty officer shouting at everyone, or a refugee doesn't that barely knows how to operate the equipment. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like the the difference between like professional soldiers and then the dichotomy of like the working class and out of touch uh, like uh, figures of authority is like very distinct between the two sides. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, because so far every Earth officer we've met is just incompetent, but very loud about it. Yes. Oh my God, they're so loud about it. He is so cross with Bright. So we're talking about how uh, once we finish this episode, we both were like, well, that scene where Shaw's in the shower is crazy and ridiculous and it's like twitter just showed up and had a great time um yeah but how because we are who we are uh like at least for me bright is my favorite character so far i love bright he's my boy uh my idiot child placed in a uh, impossible situation trying to command trying to fend off people above him who are idiots and command idiots while he himself is also kind of an idiot and knows all these things (laughs) Uh, one of uh, the scenes, and I, I kind of want to spin it off into a tangent about a couple yes. things, is uh, Mirai, like, after the battle happens, like, Mirai's talking to Char about what to do, and, or not Char, uh, Bright about what to do, and Bright's like, I don't I don't really know what we should need to do, and like, well, we can stand to the mountains, and there's got to be resistance forces here, and we can need to contact them, and, like, she is, like, giving Bright both support and information that he can use as the de facto leader of this group, so he can sound like he knows what he's doing, even if he doesn't. Mm-hmm. Um, which is great. I like the two of them like instantly in this, like very, like we are the team as of leaders, but like someone needs to be the actual captain and it's going to be bright. Mm-hmm. Um, this, I mean, this is a show from, uh, from the seventies and it wears that on sleeve a lot of ways. Like, I feel like, um, like all of the women are kind of sidelined in support roles, but, uh, they still get things to do. Um, like, I really like that even though Frau Bo is like handling, um, like the orphans and being like everyone's mom, like the fact that she makes sure that Amuro like actually eats and like has his nutritional drink before jumping into a different death machine is like actually important. And it's not portrayed as like, Oh, she's a bother or a worry. Like this is what happens. You have to fuel up if you're going to go fight. A yeah. War. Like it's not um, a progressive show in the sense of how it like portrays gender stuff, but it also treats the role. Like it, it sticks to very defined gender roles, but it doesn't, show that the gendered caring roles that the women play is less important than the tactics that the men do yes uh, so in like in some ways it's like super old and bad but i do appreciate uh, how it approaches some of it uh but then amro does like complain about taking orders from Sela because he's a shitty boy he's like oh i can't believe a woman i, I guess i have to trust a woman with these tactics and then murders everyone well, then everyone's like oh well done you saved us all and he goes to bed like yeah and you're like oh it's shinji is being buffed. i mean yeah to be to be fair he like went into a rage and then was left like uh, like impotently smashing his sword against the ground he was so upset yeah no he had a bad day uh the amount of eva that is just in gundam already (laughs) like we're in episode six of 43 and eva's already here before this it was like oh i can see how you get get from this to this and how uh eva becomes this like important touchstone in deconstructing the genre but then it just shows up in episode six so i don't know (laughs) where else there is to go in the the next 30 years of gundam 
Well, it does not reveal things about the Gundam that are revealed about the Ava. Thank God. Oh, the Gundam's not his. I don't want to. I don't want to spoil. I don't want to spoil Evangelion. Oh, right. I was about to say <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, tune into our uh, rebuild of Eva podcast. <laughs> no. 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 no, no, no. no, no. <laughs> I just I feel like if someone has not watched Evangelion, and at this point I feel like it like it's not the like er anime the way it was when I was growing up. So I think it's very likely people grow up not watching Eva anymore. Yeah, people don't watch it. It's a thing that's like referenced on online a lot in our circles, but that's because yeah. we're all old. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, that's that's kind of it. I think for this episode, yeah. uh, I like that the gun tank is like there is a pilot and a gunner. Yes. I think that's cool. I like how the uh, I like so one thing I have um, a thought is strange is how every episode is on all the time. Every episode has to have a conflict, which is not true of the pacing of new anime. I feel like that there's no off episode. There's no and then we hang out, you know, on the ship for a while. Every episode has had a battle with the Gundam, which is a lot. Uh, but they've managed to fit in the other characters and given the moments. Like um, uh, who's is it? Who's the guy? The guy I forgot his name. The, the the one who's shitty the one who oh uh kyo, yeah, kyo. is it or k kyo it definitely begins with a k <laughs> yes uh he's cool he sucks but i like him <laughs> yeah no he sucks in a great way where he, like he's just like over there talking to like one of the gunners and he's like hey how's it going what's going on and uh sailor shows up and is like you're not at your station he's like well you found me <laughs> like the captain wa- demanded that i find you get to your station he's like yes ma'am and makes a dumb salute because he's an asshole yep. and then obviously Ryu's great my uh the well-to-do big boy yep uh also um the fucking earth uh lieutenant yells at the little kid the little girl well i love that moment because he's like this is like that shows how completely out of their element all the earth people are because they're not prepared for the idea of and then a kid's on the bridge and that just won't do but these other people who don't have that like military uh like the, the way of things built into how they operate are just able to deal with that and that's how things are on the white base yep it's cool I like the kid. That girl's great. She's had moments in all the episodes. Yeah, she's great. She pulls ridiculous cartoon faces yes. uh, that are always a delight. Uh, remember when uh, characters in anime could be off model? Yeah, no, she is always constantly off model. Like she barely looks like an anime character. She's like like a weird like forties cartoon character. I love it. A lot I love it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Gundam is good. Gundam so is that good. is episodes five and six. Uh, Jackson, any final thoughts before we close this up for a week? No. Okay. Um, as always, thanks everybody for supporting us. Tell your friends. Try to get us. We've been getting a good steady number of like $1 uh, donations. So I guess people like the podcast. Everyone wants in uh, on that hot robot action. Yeah. Uh, you probably already know where to find us. Jackson, what's the email address if people want to send us questions? Yes, if you want to send us questions, which I guess you could to this one, but we'll take them, we'll take them after we finish the show. We'll keep... Yeah, I mean, you could you could ask us questions about up through episode eight. <laughs> yep. But no, but like, we are going to do a big question episode in a few months when we're done with Gundam. Yeah, but if people have comments or are watching along, yep. like, a, I know a, a couple of our friends are watching Gundam oh, for the true. first time that's along true. with us. So if you do have any, like, ongoing takes that aren't about the show as a whole that are up to here, uh abnormal mapping uh, nope podcast at abnormalmapping.com i am not cutting that out you're just gonna eat <laughs> Yo! so i said it and then realized oh wait this is the podcast that doesn't go through as rigorous an editing process and then realized that you all are treated to me just hoisting myself on air live yep 
Remind me to re- remind me of this moment once we're done recording. I might forget instantly because it's been a day. It has been a day. All right. That's right. it. Enjoy. Goodbye. Go away. Goodbye. アムロ アムロ男は寂しさ隠すもの隠すものただ明日へと明日へと永遠に覚えているかい少年の日のことを温かい温もりの中で目覚めた朝をアムロ振り向くなアムロ男は涙を見せぬもの見せぬもの。ただ明日へと明日へと永遠。